and in the book you guys know this but it's really not about getting the guy or like it's really more just letting go of your own anxiety but if that is what you're trying to do and if you are trying to find a relationship this study found that being authentic really is the best way to get a more long-lasting relationship a healthier relationship all those things authentic people attract authentic people game playing people attract game playing people and then that game playing relationship ends up being a toxic relationship that authentic relationship ends up being a healthier relationship so yeah you might be pushing people away when you're really being yourself and like you might not be getting as many second dates as a game playing person is because you're pushing away game playing people which is a good thing Hey everybody, welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got a great episode for you this week. Uh, we interviewed Candace Jalili, uh, the author of the book, Just Send the Text, An Expert's Guide to Letting Go of the Stress and Anxiety of Modern Dating. And we found out Candace is the senior writer at Elite Daily. Yes, she is. And um, she's been featured in Cosmo Magazine quite a bit too. So she is just like the expert on all things love dating relationships all that great stuff things we love i had a great time talking to her she had a Mm -hmm. lot of great stuff to say and she was so kind she sent us two free copies of her book to give away to our fans so uh if you like the episode and you want to win the book share the episode to your instagram story you could share it straight from spotify if you listen on spotify or take a screenshot just tag candace at candace jalili and tag us at shooters gotta shoot pod to enter and we'll be mailing two of her books uh out maybe three if you guys want a book that has a bunch of notes written in it (laughs) with with molly's commentary (laughs) honestly they they, they're very fun i I enjoy when molly reads it first and then i get to go through and read molly being like holy shit (laughs) i leave little nuggets in there for you right i think uh, of you when i read i know i love it it makes me excited <laughs> she'll just put brackets around something and go oh god <laughs> and i'm like you say i'm like you really need to look at this one <laughs> but yeah i mean she was awesome i had a lot of fun and uh i guess other than that if you're new to the pod or if you've been here a while and you haven't left us a review please leave us a review on apple Podcasts. helps us grow you can do it right on your phone there's a link right in the description brings you right to where you got to go and other than that if you want to support the pod a little extra, you can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. And we hit our goal. We are over 200 people. Oh, yeah. And we are going to be voting soon on a goal for 300. What are we going to do when we hit our 300 mark? And you got to be on the Patreon to decide. Yeah. I want to do like a luau party. <laughs> <laughs> Just get everyone together with masks for, or virtual. Yeah. yeah. Do something crazy. I know. I think I think I, I would like to do something virtual, interactive, get yeah. get a little hang time with all the fans. Get some cocktails going. You know, <laughs> have a good time. I'm in the mood for a party, if you can't tell. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, just come on through. Patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot pod. And there's an option if you pay for the whole year up front, you actually get ten percent off. So I think it's like basically two months free. Yeah. Um and hot announcement of the pod molly has uh published our first blog post oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh so we definitely have now have the shooters gotta shoot blog um which you can find on our website and in um our link tree and you can find it at shooters gotta shoot blog.wordpress.com um we are going to be putting out a piece every sunday for you guys to read um so also if there's things that 
you want us to cover in it. You know, uh, we're both going to be writing on it from time to time. So just slide into our DMs. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um, and we're happy to whip something up. Yeah. So a lot of exciting things happening, guys. Uh, we got more good news that's going to be coming to you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we don't want to jinx it. So <laughs> uh, I think it's time we just get to our guests. Let's do it. You may have read her work in Cosmo magazine. And she's the senior dating writer at Elite Daily. She's the author of Just Send the Text, an expert's guide to letting go of the stress and anxiety of modern dating. It's Candace Jalili. Thanks for coming on. We're so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. We're so, so pumped. Erica and I both read your book and absolutely loved it. Um, can you kind of just in your own words, give us a little rundown of what is Just Send the Text and what inspired you to write it? I like to think of it as like a 70,000 word reminder to be yourself. But, you know, it's so much more complicated when you're dating. I feel like so many of us have this idea that we have to kind of change who we are somehow, especially when we start stressing. It's almost like our default reflex. We like someone, so we have to start playing the game. We have to be the chill girl. We have to be this. We have to be that. We have to be the person we think they want us to be. And it's just sort of a reminder that the right person will like you exactly as you are. So there's really no need for all of this like stress and anxiety so many of us feel. And for what inspired me to write it, I think it was really just, I felt like no other books were saying that. I just felt like, <laughs> I, I but like I hadn't seen any that was just like, you can just be yourself. Like you don't have to, it was all like, this is how you trick a guy into liking you. No, 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 yeah. this is how you yeah. trick a guy into liking you. And I was like, well, maybe you just don't need to do that. <laughs> well, that was that was the genesis of it. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the basis of our podcast was people recommending books to us to read. And we did. And they all were like this trickery. And we were like, that's I'm not doing any of that. This is manipulative. This is not who I am. Like, and it's also they're not liking you for who you really are. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. It's like, what are you building? I talk about this like a lot of the book, but what are you building off of that fake connection? You know, like this person who likes you for this like facade you've created. Yeah. And I think you talked about this in your book. And this is something that we talk about a lot is that also once kind of the mask comes off and something ends with the person, you have this feeling of like, oh, well, they didn't they didn't really know me. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's why they're not texting me back now. And it's like it just creates so much unnecessary anxiety. Yeah, 100%. That was like one of the biggest things. I I struggled with this a lot, obviously, which is part of what inspired the book as well. (laughs) I think that was the biggest thing for me when I was dating, kind of like to play the game and to be the chill girl and to do all of these things. I would look back and be like, oh, well, he didn't really know me. And on the one hand, that's kind of like, it makes you feel better, right? You're like, well, like if he knew the real me, he would have liked me. And it's this kind of story we like to tell ourselves. And it's this like defense mechanism. On the other hand, you just have so much regret. You're like, what could have happened if I just put myself out there and like, okay, maybe he wouldn't have liked me, but then I would have known. I would have had, I could like sleep at night knowing whatever. I shot my shot. Just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how we live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out, whatever. Well, I think it's also kind of that like, just like clearance ahead of time of like okay this isn't the right person for you so it's if you just send the text early on you know get out there in front of it it's like you know 
way before you're emotionally invested in this person that it's not going to work. A hundred percent. Like it's almost like a weeding out process, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a girl in the book who talked about farting on the first date. <laughs> this girl killed okay. me. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, she's an all-star. I love her. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but she reached out and was like, she had dated a guy before who was like a girls don't fart kind of guy. <laughs> and so she always, and she's a gassy girl, as am I. <laughs> in her farts and like had stomach aches all the time that'd be so annoying and so the next time she went out she made sure to like get ahead of it and now she's been with that guy forever and I'm not saying that you have to fart on the first date but like your equivalent of that let's say you really I don't know like love line dancing (laughs) (laughs) if that's your thing talk about it who cares like Mm -hmm. get all the things that matter to you out there as soon as possible because if the right person's going to be into it you want them to be into it as soon as possible if not why are you wasting your time falling for someone who's not going to be into it mm-hmm. yeah love the things you love people like passionate people even if they yeah. don't agree with your passions they're like well that's really cool that you're into it <laughs> yeah. no my fiance is like obsessed with golf i don't love golf so <laughs> but i love that he's got something that he loves you know mm-hmm. yeah well, on that note, actually, can I ask you, did you use any of the tips in your book on your current fiance? Um, I would say I really tried to use all of them. I, it was kind of like a turning point. It was him and a few guys I dated before him. I kind of started trying to force myself because I kept having that feeling we were talking about that like regret feeling, right? Of like, oh, like if only they'd known the real me. Like, oh, like, uh, like I just had so many what if type situations I just was like, I don't want that feeling anymore. I want to know that like the right person will like me for me. And I'm just going to force myself to just be as authentic as possible. And I mean, sometimes it didn't work out, (laughs) but but it worked with him. And I think it was harder. It wasn't like necessarily like it didn't come naturally to me. I wanted to play it cool, like multiple times or like, I wanted to pretend like things didn't matter to me, but I just forced myself to kind of like be vulnerable and I think we have a much better relationship because of that. Yeah, absolutely. It can be just so hard to stand up for something that you really want in a relationship. And it's really, really bizarre. Like, I don't I don't really understand why sometimes it's so hard to say exactly what you want. But I think as women, we're just forced to feel like we're just being chill and the, and the cool girl. Oh, 100%. And like the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not like a hater of the hookup culture, but there is just this whole thing that's like, if you care less, you have more power in the relationship. And it's mm-hmm. like, you want to be the person who cares more. And it's like glorified this lack of feelings, which is just, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I don't know, no other way to say it. Like, eventually you're going to have feelings. You're a human being. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about this on a recent episode, but it's like, you're considered like, uh, sort of like on the losing end. If you say, I love you first yeah, or something exactly. like that. Like there's this whole school of thought or narrative that's like, as soon as whoever has more feelings, whoever feels more feels first is the loser. And it's just like, that's why, like for the right person, think of like yourself when you really like someone, if they told you they loved you or they told you they wanted to be exclusive, you'd be pumped. Like you'd be (laughs) over the moon, you know? And that's when you want to be with someone who would feel that way when you say something to them. 
Um, can I ask in your current relationship who made kind of those big milestones first? I would say it was kind of a mix. Like okay. becoming exclusive was me and that took all the might in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was really, really tough. I talk about it at the end of the book, but basically like I saw that he had Bumble on his phone and I kind of like thought we were exclusive, mm-hmm. but like he was, sh- I should be clear. I wasn't going through his phone. He was showing me something on his phone that I thought was on there. Mm-hmm. And I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Not the chill girl anymore. <laughs> no. I was never to be clear, really ever the chill girl. <laughs> I really put it. A effort into pretending like I was. And mm. I really like it's and our relationship had been really different from like other guys that I had been with, where like even when we were casual, it was like it felt so comfortable, like it felt very easy. And so it was just like, wait, what? Like we aren't like going in this direction that I thought we were. And I was actually going to Italy the next day. So I went out of town for a week, didn't say anything about it, was silently like spiraling out of control about this in my head. And well, I I tried to bring it up to him once before I went to Italy and actually I threw up. I was so nervous. So I just, oh my God. Oh my God, okay. (laughs) This is not, I cannot emphasize enough, does not come natural. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next week I, when I got back, I actually said it and it was like, so easy he was like oh I just kind of like had it on my phone like I'll delete it right now like I I'm so excited about this like I want this to go somewhere and that's when we became exclusive and then he asked me to be his girlfriend and he asked me to marry him well I was gonna say a note on when we were talking about hookup culture versus dating culture I feel like your theory of the just send the text actually works for both Because even if you are just hooking up with someone and you want to hook up with them, there is a lot of women specifically that won't even initiate just being like, hey, what are you up to later? Mm Want to come over? Like a lot of women are still so afraid to even do that when it's like, yeah, if there are no feelings and you just want to have fun, go have fun. You Mm -hmm. know, like I supported in either department. Totally. Like I am all for if you just, that's why I said like, I'm not really a hater of the hookup culture. If you want to just be hooking up with someone, if you want to keep things casual, like there are people who want to do that. I feel like there's this other narrative that's like, no, every girl secretly wants to like fall in love. And, yeah. and I and I feel like not every girl, but like so many girls have been, in, heterosexual girls have been in the situation with a guy where like he assumes that you wanted more than you did. And he's like, oh, like, I'm not trying to get too serious. You're like, what? Like, mm-hmm. what? And did I say I wanted to get too serious? <laughs> All it takes is like a little, I had a good time last night message. And they're like, whoa, I didn't say I want to date you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not trying to get married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to get a coffee and I got you one. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you want more, there's nothing wrong with wanting more or the very vague texting I think is where a lot of us live. It's that he's talking to me, but he's not asking me out. I keep hearing from him. He replies my Instagram story, but, but nothing happens from there. We just chat. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, just send a message. That's like, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, let's get a drink sometime. Like, like you have that power. I feel like yeah. people forget that they have that. Like, it's not hard. You yeah. can literally text them and be like, what are you up to? <laughs> Want to hang out? Like you can do that. 
Right. You can go as bold as you want to go and you can go as, you know, vague as you want to go. Just like, hey, we should get a drink sometime and then never bring it up again. You know? Yeah. And listen, if that's like not your nature and like you really don't like doing that, don't. But if you are feeling the urge to text them and are not doing it because you feel like you shouldn't be doing it, that's when I'm like, that's ridiculous. Just do it. I think there is something to just like the little bit of excitement that's kind of like this sort of like made up spark in all of these like little bits of communication here and there they're kind of like breadcrumb breadcrumbs and it's like that isn't like you're falling in love with someone that's anxiety and I feel like a lot of people don't understand the difference anymore which is really sad and I think that's how women's uh perceptions of relationships get derailed so quickly no, I think that's such a big thing. I mean, I talked about that in therapy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this, is my, this is my first, it is my first real relationship. And like, so my only model for dating was this like very anxiety inducing, like high highs, low lows, like, and like I was saying earlier, minus that one fumble incident, like our relationship started so easy. Like there wasn't any like, oh my God, like, he, I haven't heard from him all day. I'm going to like throw up and die, like <laughs> type situations. And I think it would confuse me sometimes. I'd be like, is this real? Like, wait, I don't like, like that stability. You forget that that's what real love feels like. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who she says real love is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so true. It's like, it's not that like firework flamey thing. Like, yes, you can feel excited about the person, but that fireworky thing is toxic like that is your anxiety like being like I've been so anxious and deprived of this and now suddenly it's here and now I feel like great yeah I like that analogy better I just say the good relationships are the boring ones (laughs) (laughs) it sounds way less cool (laughs) it's true it's like the good relationship is the one that like you feel these are such lame words to use but like safe and loved and like just accepted Mm-hmm. well there's also the anxiety too of like you know we said someone's you know hearing from you and then you're not hearing from them at all and it's like this push pull right. but there's also the anxiety of people that were like man they were constantly talking to me we hung out a lot like wow they seem to be there all the time and then one day snap gone 100 and i think that's that feeling that i was saying the like i want to throw up and die when you don't hear from him from the day the the reason you're feeling that is because last time i didn't hear from someone for a day it was like they ghosted you or like mm-hmm. it was the beginning of the fizzle and like the I did an article for tinder swipe life a while ago and it was like differentiating between your gut and your intuition and I think that becomes such a big problem because it's like you're programmed into thinking oh like the last four people ghosted me or like the fat last four people like this is how it started when they like were slow fading me or mm-hmm. whatever the case and that feeling can be so strong. You're like, no, I just, I just have a feeling this is ending now because someone hasn't texted you by like 2 p.m. or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that break in the pattern can be so jarring for people because they've had those past experiences. You're not crazy. You're just like going off of what you know. Yeah, or to feel like you were always so close. You're exactly. like, I was right there. You're like, what? Why not? What? I was right there to being girlfriend, and then, and then what happened? Yeah. I remember I used to always think of it as like a mountain like I would hit like it would hit it's like a slow build it's exciting you're doing like the texting and like hanging out and they're so into you and then you like hit this peak of like you feel like you really like each other and I was like oh well it's probably gonna come down now. 
I was going to say, have you guys ever had one of those moments where you're just trying so hard to be the person that you think that they want you to be? And then you kind of have this, I don't know, almost like a lapse in judgment or like you just accidentally are yourself and you make a joke or something and you're like, oh, they didn't find that funny. And then the next day you're like, oh my God, they actually hate who I am or like just start spiraling on that stuff. I'm trying to think because that sounds very on brand for me, but I'm trying to think if I have like a specific situation like that. Um, I was going to say I've had more of there's a communication pattern that changes. You feel them draw away or you, you feel like they're upset. And I'm more sitting there being, you know, racking my brain of what did I do? Did I say something? And I'm like thinking of everything I said. Yeah. I never had a moment that I said something and I definitely was like, oh, that was it. You know, like yeah. then I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, was it two weeks ago when I made that joke about this? Yeah, like, that's, you know. that's what I would say is probably more me as well. Like, I think that I'm a big time, like I'm always like, I must have done something wrong. Like, what did I do wrong? Same. Mm-hmm. And I'm always trying to think of like, as soon as that the text pattern would change or something, I'd be like, was it like, did I do something weird on whatever date? Did I? And I think that's like a natural thing that happens. But I did think of a funny, I have a friend. The last text she sent a guy before he ghosted her was, it's pizza time. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> never heard from him? Never heard from him. Pizza time and never heard from him again. That's a great text. Why wouldn't somebody answer pizza time? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but yeah, that's the last. And it was like a guy she was seeing. <laughs> so that I think would be a great example of someone who let their personality shine for a second. And <laughs> it didn't go out so hot. Yeah. I mean, my anxiety will like pinpoint it so hard. Like I was talking to a dude not that long ago and just out of nowhere I was like oh yeah like that's just my white trash speaking and then I just didn't hear from him for days and I was like cool 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 (laughs) (laughs) on to the next one (laughs) that's so funny um I'm a little curious uh your book conducted so much research um was there a particular piece of data or source that stood out to you yeah, there's one that I'm like obsessed with. And I think my friends and family are starting to get annoyed with me because I keep bringing it up. But there was this study that I cited in the book and I'm blanking on the name of the university, but Dr. Lawrence Josephs, he's great. He did this study um, on authenticity in relationships. And in the book, you guys know this, but it's really not about getting the guy or like, it's really more just letting go of your own anxiety. But if that is what you're trying to do, and if you are trying to find a relationship, the study found that being authentic really is the best way to get a more long-lasting relationship, a healthier relationship, all those things. People who are authentic in the beginning stages attract authentic people. I mean, it makes sense. I just Mm -hmm. love that there's science to prove it, but authentic people attract authentic people, game-playing people attract game-playing people, and then that game-playing relationship ends up being a toxic relationship that authentic relationship ends up being a healthier relationship. So yeah, you might be pushing people away when you're really being yourself. And like, you might not be getting as many second dates as the game playing person is because you're pushing away game playing people, which is a good thing. That sounds a lot like um, the research behind the book Attached um, based on attachment styles. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I haven't read it, but I've been dying to read it. I've taken the quiz. I know style (laughs) it's so good but it's similar uh findings that people who are really secure in their relationships meaning like they don't play games they're gonna end up with more secure people and they're often 
really not on the market. And then the people who are more insecure and tend to play more of those games or be a bit more anxious, they uh, don't really settle down or they like don't stay in long term things and they're mm-hmm. constantly just going through dates basically. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense when you think about it. Like even when you think of your friend who like loves to play your friend who loves the chase, let's mm-hmm. say like that's the friend who always ends up with like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> because you're literally saying by saying, I love the chase. You're saying you love people who aren't into you. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. never going to work out great. Yeah. And it's, and there's even, I feel like when people say they like the chase, they more negatively say that towards women to you know and when we're talking heterosexual relationships but it's like i have male friends that 100 percent do that and i'm and i'm like i know you got to pursue her it's romantic but at a certain point it's like dude it's clear like let it go well and i think so many girls heterosexual relationships have had the experience of he chased you so hard he like wanted you so badly like he was moving mountains to be with you and you weren't that interested really and then as soon as you gave them the time of day, as soon as it actually happened, they weren't interested anymore. <laughs> such a mind fuck. Uh, that yeah. person is the one who ends up like ghosting you. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, are you kidding? Like, I thought that you were obsessed with me. It's like, so offensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, those are hard because I feel like when it's happened to me, I have to like convince myself to like the person. And it's like, yes. oh, well, I finally just got there. <laughs> <laughs> I just had no, this conversation with so myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I worked hard to get here. And I felt good about this. I was like, I'll settle for you. <laughs> and now you're dumping me? <laughs> it's the absolute worst. Yeah, or sometimes I felt like, were they chasing after me? And because I wasn't interested, then they felt like, oh, good, this one doesn't want a relationship. And then mm-hmm. the minute you get a little soft and you start to show them love in a way, they're like, oh, oh, no. She does want a relationship. And then that's yeah. why they scatter away. Yeah, that's the other part of it. It's like, did they like this like version of this aloof person that they were seeing that wasn't really who you are when you have feelings and are like a multidimensional person? 100%. Well, we know how you just sent the text and you got the ring. But can you tell us of a time that you did this just send the text method and it didn't work out? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, which one to pick? (laughs) Well, there's one I talk about in the book. There's a guy that I really in love with, I thought, but like probably not really in love with, in strong like with in college. And I was just doing like all of the things, you know, like I was like trying to be so chill, trying to be so cool. Like, like literally, like I felt like I was like breaking, trying to be cool, you know, like malfunctioning. And we had a great first night together we were set up on a date event so college and I think the reason we were so great is because I wasn't like expecting anything I wasn't into him yet really but like so I was just being myself and he liked that (laughs) that night and then the minute I decided I liked him I just became this like weird like he would invite me to hang out pretend to be busy and not like (laughs) like weird things like that and then it ended up fizzling out and then we hung out once after it fizzled and I just like felt like again I was being so weird like trying to make him jealous but like failing afterward I just was like you know what like I'll just send him a text like I literally this is a literal just send the text moment (laughs) 
point, I sent him a text being like, I feel like I've been like so weird and it's only been because I liked you so much and like all these things. And he ghosted me. <laughs> he did not respond. What? And that was before, and that was before like ghosting was a thing. Like that wasn't a term that people used. Damn. So I just was like, wow. I knew he wasn't dead because he was posting on social media and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I was at first upset, but then just kind of like, he told me what he needed to tell me. Like, yeah, I was rejected, but like, I wasted so much time trying to like play these games and do these things. And he didn't even care enough to like draft a response back to me. Like that to me told me everything I needed to know. I'm curious, why do you think so many women hesitate to just send the text or really like speak their mind in their relationships more so than men? I mean, first there's like, the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that like women in general have been taught to be smaller, be more like people pleasy, be more like fit into a mold of what people want you to be. Um, Which in the case of dating, then there's like the rules and all of these, like the messaging that women have gotten for decades has been like, be smaller, like follow this rule, do this, do that, like wait. And guys have their set of rules too, but like for women, it's really been like, let them chase you, be chased, be the prize, like do this, do that. I do feel like in modern times, it's gotten better. It's not as strongly saying that recently. Like we've got Lizzo, like we've got like better. (laughs) But most of us probably still have like a mom or an aunt or someone telling you like that sort of messaging. That's probably your parents' love story of like he chased her and like she was like aloof and cool and like it worked out. And that's just kind of the fairy tale. And that I think for women, it's just like our happily ever after so much from like, whether it be a fairy tale that we used to watch growing up or like a rom-com that we watch now, even like the modern rom-coms that we have now of like the busy woman who like only cares about work the happy ending in that is still she gets a guy like that is it yep uh i hate that one the most (laughs) i know and it's like we've been told over and over and over and over again that like this is happy like this is how to be happy this is how to get your happy ending like this is to have a complete life this is what you need and I think women have that messaging so much more than men do so that all in addition to being told the way to get it is to be small and to be quiet and to just make yourself this like cute little like like thing to be chased on top of that we have this like desperation to get that thing we have this like this is what we need to be complete whereas like for a guy they're single forever what are they like George Clooney like or Lena. <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio like it's cool you're not like a weird spinster cat lady yeah I think it just creates this fear of being single and especially as you move into like your mid to late 20s especially with like 30 on the horizon it's just it can feel so terrifying yeah yeah there's also something of when you were saying be chosen there's people Mm -hmm. that are like if you're not being the one that's getting chosen in the very beginning your relationship is doomed in the long run like there are many people that hard believe that they're like no if if you're the one initiating this whole thing it's it's you know it's bound to die like you shouldn't be surprised when it ends just because you yeah maybe sent that first text all of these like generalizations and rules like annoy me so much because I'm like how could you say that about humans 
Like, just think about everybody you know. How could you say that there's one rule that works for every single one of them? Like, people are so different and like everything is so subjective. Like, yeah, if you send the first text to one person, it may be a turnoff, but to another like shyer person, it might be awesome that you made that first move. It's crazy to think that we're all supposed to be exactly the same and hardwired to like, like the exact same things. And even if it's your inclination to be that way, you have to swallow it because no one will ever love you if you do. Like that's ridiculous. Right. Or if you only dated by just who's into me, I'll date that person. Yeah. No, but nobody would be single. Yeah. No, yeah. no one would be single. Like everybody has someone that's into them. And if we only went based on that, it'd be like, oh, we'd all be taken. But pretty unhappy probably. Yeah. <laughs> unhappy like who like we have a say in the matter (laughs) like you're not like cattle to be bought like that kills me I think it's really interesting that like modern dating has come so far but there's also just so many different nuances now and like the just send the text metaphor for example like that just wouldn't have been a thing 15 years ago so why do you think modern dating has become just so anxiety invoking First of all, it's the hookup culture just is anxiety inducing. This idea that like you have to suppress your feelings obviously is going to cause anxiety and just unknown, unknown uncertainty. All of that breeds anxiety. You don't know where you stand with the person you like. Like that is just an objectively anxiety inducing experience. Like I don't know many people who could exist in that space without having at least some feelings of discomfort as my therapist would call (laughs) I think when like our grandparents were dating they probably weren't sitting around with their friends being like is he dating like five other people am I his girlfriend am I not like are we just hooking up or that's not happen I don't know maybe it did but I don't think so the other part of it is just the need I think like that need is still there while this is happening like for women in particular like we've been told that we need this relationship but the rules have changed and that's so confusing and like we look at our parents let's say and they were married by whatever age or they were dating since high school or whatever and that's just not how our generation is working so it's really confusing because it's like the narrative has changed but the conversation hasn't necessarily caught up with it Mm. that makes sense and I think that can be like very 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 just jarring like you feel weird because I you haven't been in a relationship by whatever age because your mom got married at that age and thinks you should get married at that age but most people haven't even been in an official relationship by that age yeah yeah (laughs) that's me (laughs) like that's normal now and it's like so many people feel weird I went on girls gotta eat and talked about um having like been in my first official relationship later and so many girls reached out to me being like I just like I felt so weird that I thought I was the only one that was Mm. like no that's so normal now because it's just different like society has changed but we're still judging ourselves by this these old rules which is like so so anxiety inducing like that is so stressful to feel like there's like milestones you need to be reaching that you're not reaching and also you have to pretend like you don't want to be reaching them because you're operating in this weird system where you can't say that you have feelings like that is very confusing and stressful and then there's social media thrown into the mix where like you have the power you're like to read into so many more things than you could have read it read into before or it's like 
he didn't look at my Instagram story. His ex paid him on Venmo for something <laughs> last week. Like there is just a Pandora's box of information for you to spiral on just sitting there like at your fingertips. Yeah. It's like anxiety existed back in the day. It's, yeah. I think it just was less immediate. Like if you went out with someone, you know, if you watch like old movies or old TV shows, it's always like, it's been three days since the date. I haven't heard from him. Yeah. And it's like that day three is when they're having the anxiety. They're not day one. Cause they're like, everybody plays it cool and calls on the third, you know, whereas now in modern day, it'll be like, okay, it's the day after the date, two days after the date. It's like, it's so immediate and easy for you to contact me that or if I've got nothing. After the date. Like yeah. you're like, is there not like a, did you get home safe or something? <laughs> you know, like you're just expecting it. And that another part of it, I think is just like, the high like it's there's been studies on it like you literally get a little bit of like an endorphin rush or high as soon as as soon as you see a text pop up on your phone from someone you like going or like they like your picture or whatever like mm-hmm. you you're like addicted to it it like has this addictive quality to it mm-hmm. and how you used to always check your phone it's like people used to always check their answering machines when they got yeah. home from work they would run to their machine and it'd be like no messages and they were like oh yeah. crushed <laughs> you know feel that feeling when you describe it yeah or it's just i mean it's just funny because it's like look it's not like back in the day there were women that weren't getting second dates and wondering why you know yeah. the same way that we do in modern times but i agree with you that i think it's just there's now more anxiety channels yeah, there's more mm-hmm. things and well back in the day and I don't know if it's better or worse, but she, if she didn't get the call, she probably would just never see him again. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That too. Now, like, he exists. Like, he is there. You're watching him live his life on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also just, like, it's a constant reminder. It slows down. You're moving on. They can slide into your DMs. Like, as soon as it's, how many times have you heard the story of, like, you think you're moving on and suddenly they're back. Mm-hmm. And they obviously had that too, but it's just, it's so much more like it requires less effort. Mm-hmm. It's just there. And like when an ex will pop up on a dating app, there's nothing more confusing than that. <laughs> yeah. It hurts. Yeah, like that's something that they did not have to worry about before. No. I mean, often our guests are single, so it's very fun when we get someone in a relationship. But uh, I guess this question is kind of for the single ladies out there. What's something about being in a relationship that's overrated? I think this idea that, like, you're going to be in a relationship and it's just going to, like, complete you and make you so happy and, like, you're not going to be anxious anymore and you're going to be, like, just free from all issues because you're in a relationship and it's, like, so magical and wonderful, that's extremely overrated. Like, that, it just doesn't exist. Like, you need to be good on your own no matter what. If you weren't good before you entered your relationship you won't be good when you enter it that's just not gonna change I think that goes for breakups too like if you weren't good before you got into the relationship and then you have a breakup like Mm -hmm. you're just gonna feel you're gonna be destroyed yeah absolutely yeah like your self-worth cannot be the relationship Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of messaging that's like oh no, like you're just single, like you're a sad single girl. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you're just sad girl, not sad single girl. (laughs) That sadness isn't going to be fixed by this person coming into your life. It's going to put too much stress on the relationship too, to like be the solution for everything. I mean, I thought you guys were just going to say like Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) This is some really deep answers. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
you guys are like mentally you'll be destroyed <laughs> i was like all right you know i'm like well, they're going to be like, that chocolate candy is, you know, not that good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what four of them are. <laughs> yeah, right? Is there anything about being single that you miss? Something that I probably miss is just like the excitement. Being single is so exciting. Like that feeling of like, ooh, like where is this going to go? That sort of thing. Like that's, that's so fun. And like, yes, that's been replaced with this feeling of like comfort and safety and security that I also love in a different way. But like that is just that's such a fun time to be able to have and like I just hope anyone who has that is enjoying it because it's great I mean we're trying (laughs) (laughs) we're talking in a group chat today we're like it's getting warm people might circle back (laughs) okay so we have a couple of questions that we like to just ask all of our guests okay so I think a fun one is what's the best piece of dating advice that you've ever received and why I think it's what I said earlier that my friend Sara said that um, real love is a slow burn. I think it really reframed love for me in a healthier way of just being like, wait, no, like this is love. This feeling of like ease, like real love is easy. It's not like this like stressful thing. And I think that was a really, especially being someone who hadn't been in a serious relationship and being someone who had grown up in the hookup culture where like I didn't really like I had no framework for what that was supposed to look like and that was a very great piece of advice that I've kept with me for a long time yeah I like that I love that oh well thank you so much for coming on uh this was awesome we loved your book and um for all the fans listening if you want to enter for a chance to win the book just share this episode on your instagram story we're going to announce the winner by march 11th so share it make sure you tag candace at candace jalili and tag us at shooters gotta shoot pod to enter and we'll be drawing the winner next week by march 11th so thank you so much candace for coming on Of course. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. And you can follow Candace. Like I said before, Candace Jalili. It's in our episode description. She's tagged in everything. Go find her. Go follow her. And you could follow me at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.